Welcome to the Let the Play Develop podcast, where this week me and Seth will be sweating as we wait to see what the Panthers do with the first overall pick. That's on facts. All right, so uh, we got an interesting episode. Uh, first and foremost, if you're not following us on our socials, are you even following us to begin with? Uh, make sure you show. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Let the Play Develop, and Let on the Play tw- Develop Pod. My fault. Thank you. you. Got it. <laughs> Let the Play Develop Pod, and make sure you follow us on Twitter. For uh, you can just search "Let the Play Develop" or the uh, handle is LTPD Pod. There's uh, weekly polls on that, and uh, we'd love to hear back from you. It's the best way that we can hear back from you. So make sure you follow us there. Also, if you're listening on streaming platforms, hi, how are you? Um, go check us out on YouTube. It's a more intimate experience. You get to see our somewhat beautiful faces. Um, very much somewhat. <laughs> very, very much somewhat. <laughs> um, and also, if you're watching on YouTube. Hi, how are you? I see your face. You see my face. <laughs> and <laughs> that's how a camera works. Yeah, uh, one way. <laughs> thanks for watching. You can go check us out on all the streaming platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Deezer, whatever the heck that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have some. Uh, we have an interesting show coming up for you. As you see, it's just me and Seth. That's because we wanted the brains, not the beauty of the podcast. Yeah, Nate is the Nate is the the red headed fox. Yeah. Of our so, show. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> we have uh, some news we will talk about NBA playoffs. Lots of good stuff. Also, we have a mock draft. And now, before anyone questions it, yes, this is our mock draft. We're not saying this is what will happen. This is what we're saying should should happen. happen. But then again. We're two idiots that watch sports, so it won't happen. Does that sound good? If it does, I'll be very surprised. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's get right into your weekly news segment. Okay, so starting with the NFL this week, as always, the Eagles have re-signed or have signed Jalen Hurts to a five-year, $255 million contract extension. That That's boy a lot caught of a bag. Lots of money. Uh, it comes with a uh, $179,300,000 guaranteed uh, bag with a $23,294,000 signing bonus. That boy earned $23.3 million for signing his his name on a piece of paper. But but what I heard was it was his pin, so you have to think about the expenses he Dear put into it. God. He also had to drive there to do it, so I think that's fair. <laughs> Gas is expensive. Imagine if he didn't. They sent him like a contract on his iPad. <laughs> he signed it with his finger. Uh, Gas is expensive, so good, good bag. Gas is expensive. <laughs> uh, next up, DeMar Hamlin has been cleared to play and has returned to the Bills' practices and workouts four months after collapsing on the field during uh, um, during the 2022 season Week 17 game versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Dam- Damlin. Hamlin also revealed the cause of his collapse, which was a commotio cordis after a blow to the chest while tackling Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins. For those of you that don't know what that is, basically it's when you take a blunt like hit to the chest during a very specific part of your heartbeat, mm-hmm. and it causes your heart to just stop. 
And it's crazy because it could happen in any game. And just to tell you, like, how rare it is, think about all the NFL games, and it happened then and there. Like, it's just kind of— He just got hit in the chest at the very at the worst time possible. It's just—it's wild. It's very rare, but it clearly it happens. And uh, regardless of, like, the impact DeMar Hamlin will bring back to the Bills, just him being back, I'm sure, just is a moral boost, despite whatever he can do on the field. That's awesome to, that he's back and healthy again mm-hmm. and able to be back with his teammates. Yep. Um, next up, lastly for the NFL, the NFL has suspended three players indefinitely for betting on NFL games in the 2022 season, while two other players, including the 12th overall pick from last year's draft, have been suspended for six games for betting on non-NFL games at a league facility. So Detroit Lions wide receiver Quintez Cephas, mm-hmm. Lions safety C.J. Moore, and Washington commanders D- uh, defensive end Shaka Tony have all been suspended for the entirety of the 2023 season. So, you know, they must have – it's just wild. Like, I totally get it. You know, you play in it. It doesn't seem right because it's kind of like – I mean, you know, you have inside information. You know the game plan. Mm-hmm. You can dictate how that happens. I, I get it. But it is – wild especially because i i mean i don't think numbers have been released on how much they were betting like how no. much money but like wasn't calvin ridley's a thousand dollars and he got suspended a year yeah i it's just tough because i mean it wasn't like he was throwing games or anything he was betting on himself are you talking about calvin ridley to, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah he was betting on their team to win right and so i don't so i don't like, blame eh. him I, and I, I just wanted to bring him up because i'm just saying that's how strict they were on him those players be, and I'm pretty sure his suspension was a year from the get go. So yeah, I wonder it, what the situation with those guys who are suspended indefinitely like. Was it a lot of money? Was I it don't know. they? You noticed like they went back and saw a film and like maybe the safety's like, hey, you know, what? I'm not going to tackle him here. Yeah, he needed ten more yards. But regardless, <laughs> they'll at least be out for the next year and at least. On top of that, C.J. Moore has been cut from the Lions. I'm so, not surprised. Yeah, M- most likely all all three the all the other two also be cut. We'll see. Yeah, but. Um, also, besides that, Lions wide receivers Stanley Berryhill and Jamison Williams, if I'm not mistaken, he was the 12th pick from last year's draft, mm-hmm. uh, each received six-game suspensions but will still be able to participate in off-season and preseason activities, including preseason games. Their two suspensions will start immediately following the final roster cutdown. So, like, the beginning of the season? Yeah, the beginning of the regular season, pretty oh, okay. much. Okay, interesting. But uh, so I'm get- that does really sting for – I mean, I, don't get me wrong. It stings for all the guys. They shouldn't have done it. But, like, many, many Lions fans were excited to see what Jameson Williams can do. And great start to the career. You already yeah, missed the first season. I mean, obviously that's an injury, not his fault. But I'm saying he already missed the first season. Now My six thing games. is, I wonder if – because it said um, for betting on non-NFL games at a league facility. So I'm wondering if they mean, like, they bet on games that were taking place at, like, one of the arenas, one of the stadiums that wasn't, like, an NFL game, though, like a soccer game or something. Hmm. Or if they bet on, like, college football games or something. Because I didn't know that they couldn't bet on anything at all. Yeah. And I don't think that's true. So I'm wondering if it was, like, oh, they share a stadium with someone and they bet on that game. There's there's really no telling. Or they made bets on like NFL stadium grounds or something, like in the locker room. I don't know. It's really weird. It is. We'll see if more information is released about it. They might just kind of – I wouldn't be surprised if it gets swept under the rug and we don't hear much more about it. Probably so. Um, that's all for the NFL this week. Moving on to the NBA, the Toronto Raptors have started off their complete organizational overhaul with the firing of head coach Nick Nurse, who led them to a championship in 2019. That's what Kawhi Leonard will get you, a championship. He'll make you look like you were, like, a great 
rookie co- coach, and uh, I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but I do. I'm not, and I'm not saying he should be fired. I'm not. That's not what I'm getting at. But I think we. I can't remember if it was two or three weeks ago. We were literally just talking about the Toronto Raptors and them starting over. Is I think to me, I think the Bulls need to start all over too. But yeah. I think the Toronto Raptors starting all over is probably like I think <coughs> Fred VanVleet and. Um, Pascal Siakam should be gone. I'm not saying they will be, but I think they should be traded. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it's just a tough situation all around because, I mean, he has good pieces, but not ones that technically fit together. And on top of that, like most of his big pieces are young or they're hitting like they're out of their prime, like mm-hmm. Fred Van Fleet. Uh, I. And also, I just don't love the way that the org- the Toronto organization works. Like they they fired their head coach after he won Coach of the Year. But they got a championship, so you can't. They really did get a championship out of it, so I mean, I can't really blame them. Right? Yeah. No, they need to restart. I don't. I mean, it's it now is whether harder. that was his fault or it was the fact that they got Kawhi Leonard after they fired. Are you him. talking about Nick Nurse? Yeah. Or what? No, no. no I'm saying they fired uh, Dwayne Casey, mm-hmm. and after he won Coach of the Year, and then they hired Nick Nurse, but. Who's to say that championship was – they couldn't have won that championship with Dwayne Casey if they oh. had still gotten Kawhi Leonard? I'm 90% sure. I'm going to give it like 9 out of 10 chance that they would have still won that championship. Yeah, I don't think the coaching really mattered. That there. had much more to do with Kawhi and clutch shots yeah. and, and injuries. I don't want to like – I mean – But who knows? Who knows? So that that's a tough start for the uh, – it's going to be a long road for the Toronto Raptors coming up. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to reset in the NBA because, like, now, of course, we're North Carolina natives, so we're going to talk about the Hornets. But, like, <laughs> the Hornets have been stuck in mediocrity for a while. And now they didn't even actually hit the restart. Miles Bridges couldn't play this year. LaMelo Ball missed so many games with two different injuries. So, like, we were almost forced to restart, which I think is the best-case scenario for them. There's so many teams that just need to hit the restart button, but – they don't want to. They they want to stay loyal to their guys. Yeah, I think the Raptors are one of them. Yeah. Uh, moving on, the playoffs have got have yeah, have gotten off to a very aggressive start to stay the le- to say the least. Yep. Uh, for those that haven't been really keeping up with it, uh, first, uh, Draymond Green, the Warriors' power forward, was ejected for stomping on the chest of Tomantis Sabonis during Game Two of the Warriors. Uh, I put Warriors Grizzlies. It's the Warriors Kings series. Uh, which led to, to uh, oh, are you are you predicting like because that could be the next round matchup if both of those two the Warriors are on. taking this home go Warriors. But Dumb what Nation, about the baby. Grizzlies? You think they're taking on the beating the Lakers? <sighs> I don't know. I'm just saying it's kind of funny you said that that could be a second round. I know yeah, you're not I didn't calling think about that. that. This um, is ironic. But that led to Draymond Green being suspended for Game Three, which uh, they won. That won't get yeah, what they did win it without him, um, which was at home. But I mean that's true. The War- they're a much better team at home, which. Which the Warriors are very interesting to me because they are so good at home and awful on the road. Like you see that with teams, but you haven't seen one quite as drastic as this. Oh Warriors no, we're team. terrible on the road. Uh, did they hit ten wins on the road this season? Bef- uh, I'm talking about before playoff. Which I mean, they haven't won one in the playoffs. I don't know. They may have gotten remember. one with the Trailblazers when they were benching all their starters. It's tough, dude. Yeah, uh, they're interesting. But anyway, like you were saying, Draymond Green suspended. Yeah. Uh, and also, DeMontis Sabonis was given a tech because, I mean— He deserved he, it, yeah. Yeah, he grabbed—pretty much what happened was 
Draymond got a rebound. He came down with, and the two had been going back and forth all game. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point, you could tell Demontis Sabonis was kind of fed up with like they were pretty much like getting chippy with each other. And then uh, there was a play where Draymond Green had like uh, gotten a rebound and went to throw it, uh, an outlet pass up the court, and he like fell backwards kind of from the force of the pass. And Demontis Sabonis had been had like fallen, and he had gotten up. He started to run and. Draymond Green didn't see him, and he, like, bumped into him from falling backwards by accident. And DeMontis was like, how was that not a foul? And he was like, it was not intentional. He didn't know you were there. And also, all he did was fall backwards, and you ran into him. It's not really a foul. So then he was pissed off about that. It's like later in the game, he after being even more chippy with each other, uh, Draymond got a rebound. He came down with it, and DeMontis Bonus was on the floor once again. He just grabbed his leg. He grabbed his leg, like and like was like holding on to his ankle and foot, and so like Draymond started like put like try to pull his foot out, and then when he finally got it out, like when he went to go step over him, he kind of like stomped his foot down onto the chest of Demontis Sabonis, kind of like leave me alone, Mm -hmm. and then that and then everything kind of went out of hand. Yeah, which I mean, I was gonna say there was another play where Draymond Green fell on top of Sabonis and. Sat there for a minute. He was in no hurt. So it's just, I mean, it's playoff basketball. Yeah, it's They're trying to get tough. underneath each other's skin, and they just so happen to get underneath each other's skin at the exact same time. <laughs> exactly. After that, it's like, okay, that that's one game. It's, it's, and it's Draymond. It's you expect, yeah, and it's Draymond. You expect that from He's going to get kicked out of a playoff well, game. He said, he, he's back for game four today. Uh, we're recording this on uh, April Sunday. 23rd. Yeah. It's on April 23rd. And he was like, I'm not changing anything. I'm going to do the exact same thing because y'all seen it winch championships. I was going to say, I mean – Say what you want. I, I, Draymond Green is not my favorite player, but like I'm a Warriors fan. He's not my favorite player. But he serves a role, and he knows what he's. I mean, he you know, knows his role, and he plays it. Did he push it too far? Yes, he went. Oh, one hundred percent. That's why he got kicked out. But 100%. I'm saying he knows his role. He knows he's supposed to get under the player's skin, and it works. Moving on from that, uh, during uh, multiple flagrants, technicals, and ejections were called during Game Three of the 76ers Nets series, and it's wild. This one was crazy. And that, like, think about that. Think of all the high tensions in that series, and it was a sweep. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. a Game Seven. Things have been. It was a sweep. It was a sweep. That's wild. So during a play in the first quarter of Game Three, Net Center Nick Claxton dunked the ball and was fouled by Joel Embiid, who fell to the floor. Uh, the two had been chipping each other's uh, with each other during pretty much the entire series, especially during this first quarter. And after coming down from the rim, Claxton stepped over uh, Embiid, who kicked who kicked his leg up into Claxton's groin area. Uh, Embiid in that sent people off the off the rails. I'm gonna uh, let you talk about the other one. Irate. Yeah. Uh and then a B was and B was only given a flagrant one and Claxton was given a, a a technical foul. Uh his first technical foul of the game. Later he was ejected during the fourth quarter after getting his second second technical mm-hmm. um because he was upset about a call. I think there was another taunting. Maybe oh it was a taunting. He taunted Joel. He taunted twice. Joel Embiid. But no he so Pete, especially uh, Jacques Vaughn, is it Jack or Jacques? I think it's Jacques, Jacques Vaughn. Yeah, I think so. The uh, co- the head coach of the Nets was like, I've n- I've never seen anything more clearly of uh, that needed to be an ejection. Well, I was going to bring that once you talk about the next one. Yeah. So then during so because it wouldn't have been too bad, like it was bad, but it wouldn't have been as bad as it became until the third quarter. During a play in the third quarter, James Harden was given a flagrant two foul. After a play in which he tried to dribble past his defender Royce O'Neal, 
and used his arm to try to seal off his defender like a normal basketball player would. Right. And he accidentally hit O'Neal in the groin. Mm-hmm. Very, very accidental. You could see it clear as day. He just put his arm up, and he happened to to go down just a little too far. The call being a flaker to made an instant ejection. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I am going to skip ahead because I know you're getting ready to talk about Dylan Brooks. He Last night, he was swiping for the ball. Hit the groin of LeBron James and got ejected. So clearly, I did. The reason I wanted to bring those two together is because clearly something's been set in stone that if it's near the groin area, doesn't matter how malicious the intent, you're getting ejected. That's what yeah. it seems like. But the only thing I don't understand, going back to the Joel Embiid one, is how he was not ejected. Because his me, was deliberate. <laughs> both of those, and now, I mean, say what you want, it, it, they did not look intentional. Were they intentional? I mean, really, the player is the only person who actually knows where they Who, intentional. Dylan Brooker James, and James both Harden? Of, I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. to me, even, like, I mean, I don't like Dylan Brooks either, but neither one of those looked, looked intentional. intentional. But they happened. They got ejected. Joel, Joel Embiid's was intentional. Was very intentional. And it was a kick. I, I don't understand the, the double standard there. And Doc Rivers said something about... Nicholas Claxton, who was trying to taunt him into getting ejected. Well, if you're a star player, I get what he's saying. You know, the referee should look out for the stars, whatever you want to say about that. I think because, you know, clearly people are going to be more physical with those stars. Mm-hmm. But but they're acting like Joel Embiid wasn't physical with Nick Claxton as well. Yeah, and he said that they should be watching those players because they shouldn't be able to taunt. I mean, if you're a star player, you have to be able not only be a star on the basketball court, but be able to – Hold yourself accountable and like not let yourself get to the point where it goes too far. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. Also, I get the second technical because it was a little bit more of a, a stare at you, say some words towards you type of play. When mm-hmm. Nicholas Claxton got a second, that first one step over. I don't even think that was a technical. I mean, no, I really don't. It wasn't. It's wild. He came down from the rim and went to. I'm sorry. They baby. They babied Joel Embiid. And no, 100. percent And I mean, and it's nothing against Joel. Like he can't control what the refs do. But to me, it even paints a bad light for him. I don't know. I didn't like the way any of that was handled. It was, especially when he was laughing about it during the interview. Yeah. Post game, and he was like, uh, "Oh, I remember exactly what happened when he got ejected." And they were like, "What happened when you when you um, when you got the technical?" And he and he was like, "I don't remember." Yeah. And he no. starts laughing. And I was like, "Bro, you're you're not helping yourself here." He should have been ejected, but I mean, unless again, the Brooklyn Nets were swept. Joel did not play last night in the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, uh, and the 76ers finished the sweep. So it wouldn't have mattered on the series, likely. But I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of proud of Jacques Vaughn for not uh, for holding his composure. If I was him and that was my player, I would have been ejected oh, from yeah. going after the refs. Because that's ridiculous. If you're going to get swept, you might as well go out. Like, you know, why, why watch this game? Might as well. I'll go I'm going to make sure my players know I got y'all's back and they're not going to treat y'all like that. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we just talked about it a little bit. Uh, Dylan Brooks versus LeBron James has been a boiling over, has been a pot boiling over uh, for weeks now. With Dylan, mainly Dylan Brooks talking yeah. talking at LeBron James, saying that he's old and and washed and everything, and saying that I don't respect players until they drop forty on me. Bro, you're not good, guy. Let's just be honest here. You're not good. Hey, I have breaking news. Actually, um, what? LeBron doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not breaking news. No one, everyone knows. LeBron does not. This is a very one-sided beef. Um. Yeah. So far. Uh. So, you know, to me, Anthony Davis in that series. I know we're not going series by series talking about him. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis needs to play better in that series. But uh, LeBron has scored more than Dylan Brooks every single game so far. That doesn't surprise anyone. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but Rui Hachimura is having a better series than Dylan Brooks. So I don't understand. I don't. I, I guess. Look, we were talking about this earlier. You can yell at me. Disagree. 
But to me, Dylan Brooks wants to be Draymond Green so bad. But has done nothing to give himself the right to be that. No, yeah, I mean, he he's accomplished nothing in his career. He just – and it's funny because they have beef. He doesn't – like, they don't normally like – Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks don't like each other. But yet, to me, it's like, hey – I want to be Dylan Brooks. I mean, I, Dylan Brooks like, hey, I want to be Draymond. So, I don't know. You're not Draymond, guy. No, you're not. Comment down. Yeah. Dylan Brooks has no legs to stand on. I don't know what he's doing. But. Literally. Uh, but, yeah, Dylan Brooks was ejected last night during Game 3 after striking LeBron in his groin. The incident seemed to be the pot boiling over and a beef between the two players, with mostly Dylan Brooks making comments about LeBron in interviews. Yeah, LeBron don't care about you at all. He doesn't. <laughs> he, he He's arguably the greatest player of all time. There's an argument for it. And – you're barely a starter on the Memphis Grizzlies, okay? Props to you, Ja, though. Ja came back firing. That's facts. Him and uh, Jaron Stevenson – I mean, Jaron Stevenson. Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson Jr. are a very scary young duo. Yep. I agree, especially the defense has been playing on Anthony Davis. And now, I mean, some of that is Anthony Davis needs to step up. But, yeah, Jaron Jackson's doing some work. But yeah, so that's it this week for our weekly news. Next up, we have a 2023 NFL mock draft. We're going to do the first 16 picks and give our interpretation of what we think each team should do based on their team needs and just skill, the skills of the players and everything. Schemes and stuff like that. Yeah, and the schemes and everything. Uh, so we're, that's coming up right next. Stay with us. All right, so moving on to the 2023 NFL mock draft with the number one pick. Panthers, please don't screw this up. There's a, there's a very clear answer here. Me and Steven both agree on this as Panthers fans. Very clear answer on who we need to take. Are you ready? I, I am indeed ready. One, two, three. Will C.J. Stroud. Leave the door. The <laughs> no, door. C.J. Stroud. We both, C.J. Stroud. We both qu- agree. C.J. Stroud should go number one. Uh, I think C.J. Stroud. Okay. I think I've said this before. I think Bryce Young is also going to be an okay quarterback, but I think C.J. Stroud just has the best chance of being a franchise quarterback that is good for years to come. Facts. Uh, the uh, C.J. Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State, he's a traditional old-school smart pocket passer. He's 6'3", 218 pounds. He has, uh, he has the smarts. He has a great feel of the game. He sh- uh, there, there should be no problem with him transitioning into the NFL. Right, uh, and so, I mean, since we both have the same pick – I don't know. I feel like there's a couple guys that you're like, hey, they're talented. We don't have to spend too much time on. We both like C.J. Stroud better. Um, I mean, I think that's all that can really be said about that. I think yeah. he, I think he should go number one. There's a lot of mock drafts, and see, you wonder how much of it is noise because, like, with our mock draft with NFLs, like even the NFLs mock draft with ESPNs, there's going to be multiple things that are different. But I like C.J. Stroud and the fit better. And so I you. think he's a better fit for our offense than Bryce Young is, and I also think that he has the better, uh, the better decision making. Whereas Bryce Young is definitely the better athlete, uh, and arguably a little bit of a better passer right. in, of, in terms of precision. I feel like C.J. Stroud makes up for that in decision making and being able to. Uh, he's going to be a natural leader for this team who is trying to get out of their rebu- rebuilding phase. And and many mock drafts are now having Bryce Young go on, but, I mean, I still can't look past the fact that our quarterback's coach told him, when you come to Charlotte, well, you know, we'll meet up and play basketball. That just seems very weird to say to someone you're not playing on drafting. So, yeah. 
we'll see. That was a leaked conversation, by the way. I don't know if you heard that. But he Dear was like, God. Yeah. He was like, well, I'll come show you some good places to hoop when you come to Charlotte. I'm like, kind of seems like he. Wait, who t- he told that to who? To CJ Stroud. So good. It seems like Stroud will be. But I know good. me and Mark Drafts are having Bryce Young. That's just because people, no one knows. Let's be real. I'm not even. I hope the Panthers know, but I'm not even fully convinced the Panthers at this moment know. I think they do know, and they're trying to make it seem like, oh, we don't know who we're going to pick. Probably. I hope. I hope. Um, <laughs> moving on to number two, the Texans have the second pick. At number two, the Texans, in our opinion, will pick one, two, three, Bryce Young. Oh, okay. I didn't know we were going as – Dang it, I mean, Steven. I should have known that that's what the job. countdown was for. one job. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to take Bryce Young. I have seen noise that they might trade that pick to the 49ers and get um Trey Lance. Thank you so much. Which I don't y'all we'll just want to be a poverty franchise, don't you? Probably. I don't really want to be poverty. Well, they had Deshaun Watson and uh saw how that worked out. Yep. He messed that up. Oh. Oh, no. I can't remember. I I do know that if Bryce Young goes number 1, I hope he doesn't. But I do not think the Texans will take C.J. Stroud if he goes no, to I think they'll take Anthony because Richardson. Because he has the exact same agent as Deshaun Watson, and there has been reported like a lot of beef between that agent and the Texans organization. So, mm-hmm. Just worth noting. Yeah, I'm, I think they'd also take Anthony Richardson if Bryce Young gets taken number one. Which um, is wild because we think yeah. C.J. Stroud's the best quarterback. He could fall, but anyway. Um, but, yeah, so quarterback from Alabama, he's a championship. He won a championship in college. Uh, great leaders, uh, super high football IQ. Um, he has the ability to come through when it matters most. Be- very clutch. Uh, st- stupidly great athlete. Mm-hmm. Insane athlete. Uh, great precision passer. Doesn't have the strongest arm in the draft, but his accuracy makes up for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very just, fast, lightning fast. Too. I could be tripping. Yeah, he has a, he has a d- decently strong, just not the strongest arm in the draft. I think he's being set up for failure because some people are calling him the short Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, no one, one. That's not happening. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the only, of course, the question, the big question is his height. How would that be with bringing that over to the NFL? Mm-hmm. Uh, which it could be a a hindrance. It could not. Yeah, we'll just uh, we could speculate for hours. We'll just leave yeah. that at where it is. All right. So moving on to number three, the Cardinals. At number three, do you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, please do. At number three, I have them taking the uh, uh, the defensive end from Alabama, Will Anderson Jr. That is funny because I also have them taking a D end, but not the same one. I have Tyree, Tyree Wilson, Wilson from Texas Tech. That's a decent pick. And so I think we both agree they're going to go D in. Uh, they just lost Sack Allen. Big, big loss. Big loss. He was a very talented dude over there in Arizona. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think they're just going to basically try and replace, which – that being said, you know, there's still seven. We're recording this. I'm sorry, there's not seven. There's four days to the draft while we were recording this. There's still room for tons of trades. You didn't do any trades in yours, right? No. I didn't either. I restrained from that because you, you never know. But, like, would I be surprised if the Cardinals trade out of this pick? Absolutely not. No. And if they do, I doubt it could be a DN going here, but I don't think it will be. So we'll just have to wait and see. I've seen a lot of rumors about the Cardinals trading this pick to the Buccaneers with, and the Buccaneers taking and Anthony Richardson. Richardson. I could see. I mean, I could see it. Anyway, we just didn't want to speculate on trades and anything, so I went with the best fit for the for the team that has the pick right now. I I don't think you can go wrong with either DNs. They're talented guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, moving on to number four, Colts. Uh, the Colts will take, in my opinion, uh, 
the quarterback from Florida, Anthony Richardson. I agree. He's, He's an absolute freak athlete. Uh, 6'4", 238. Uh, he ran a 4.4 40-yard uh, time uh, and can throw a football 75 yards. It's ridiculous. I was going to say, you know, there's like these surefire quarterbacks that you like cannot miss. Like, for example, to me, Trevor Lawrence was one going from Clemson. But to me, Anthony Richardson is the exact same guy. When you're taking a shot in the dart that you kind of want to, you know, I, I think there is a very Good chance that he ends up not being a good quarterback in the NFL. I'm sorry, I do. He didn't have a great pa- – he wasn't the best passer in college. I don't know how that's going to transfer to the NFL. Mm-hmm. But at least he has the physical attributes where you you know you're going to get that. You know yeah. what I mean? You you know He can be serviceable in the NFL just based off the fact that he can do all these little – you know, you can design runs. If he never develops a passing, like a good passing, hey, you know, that stinks for you. You wasted the fourth overall pick. But at least you know you're getting something. Do I think if he – do I – I in my opinion, I think he has the highest ceiling out of the quarterbacks that were like, that are being talked mm-hmm. about for the first round. He has the highest ceiling, but I think he has the lowest potential to live up to that ceiling. I mean, yeah, it's a truly sh- a shot in the dark. Again, at I least I still you, think it would be better than Will Levis. I think so. I mean, I, I could see him having a better career than Bryce Young. I could see him having a better career than C.J. Stroud. I don't think that's likely, but, you know. Never know. I just I like if you're gonna take a shot in the dark, I say go with the athletic guy. Definitely won't happen first year though. He's gonna need some time to 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 grow. Right. And, and hey, I could be wrong. I should have checked this beforehand, but I believe Matt Ryan is still under contract. Uh, who I mean, better? That's a, that's a good person to learn from. Because I, I mean, mean, what Richardson lacks, he can learn exact, from what Matt Ryan has. Exactly. I mean, I don't. I honestly don't know if it's better for him to learn under like a more mobile quarterback or not. But hey, at least he can learn the the fundamentals, what goes into the decisions Matt Ryan makes. I think that's a great fit for them. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to number five with the Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks. I have them taking a very controversial pick right now because of things that we're not going to get into. But um, defensive tackle from Georgia, Jalen Carter. Wow, that is funny. So. Oh, other than our Arizona Cardinals pick, our first five are the exact same. I also think Jalen Carter was it goes here. You know, a lot can happen in four days, but I just think there's talent. Uh, it's a position the Seahawks would like to fill. I think it makes you a lot of sense. You can't not take him. I agree. He's a ridiculous talent. Yeah. Uh, he has elite quickness for a defensive tackle. His agility is great considering his size. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has an impressive first step and uh, – very strong and powerful hands to get off of blocks and great, great instincts to. I, I to agree. make plays I, on and defense. Plus, uh, you know, I didn't look. I don't know. It seems like you've done some. You know, maybe like look at how they did in the pro day. You know, look at. But like, I'm just thinking fit and talent, and he fits there, and he's got talent. So I just think yeah, it makes too much sense. Makes way too much sense. Now, I mean, they made he may fall some because of everything that's going on right, outside yeah, of yeah. football. But, but football-wise, great play. Yeah. Uh, number six, the Lions. Uh, their secondary is kind of hurting right now. I feel like they are taking – Dang it. Did you do who I, do I think you did? Go ahead. Sorry, I was just saying, like, did you take who I think you did? I'm taking cornerback from Illinois, Devin Witherspoon. Okay. Well, that's exactly who I have. I thought that would be a little bit more – I mean, I don't know. It Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. I thought you took someone else. No, no, no. I have that exact same pick. Um I think there's more talented people below him that will go below him, but this one I thought I need to address the corner. So that's yeah. why I went with that. Because they just traded their best corner 
to the Falcons. I don't, I don't really understand why they did that, but hey, at least you got a chance to correct that and trap the talented corner right here. Solid foot speed, great strength. He can he'll be able to keep up with the guys. I think he'll be a starter early. Yeah, to be honest. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, I think there's a couple more talented, but that one's just fit. Like it's a great fit for them, so they need to go there. Uh, you want me to take over number seven? Uh, I got it. Right. Or, yeah, you can actually. Yeah, All right, works. so next we have the Las Vegas uh, Raiders. I, I'm 99% sure because I think I, I, I may have peaked. But <laughs> we do have different picks here. I have this one just off of talent. I have uh, Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama going here. I, I don't even, like. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I just yeah. think that's a talent that at this point they can't overlook. It's seventh overall. They, I feel like. I'm not even sure if they really – but, like, pass rushers are at such a premium in drafts now. I think this is where he finally goes off the board. I don't know why I I I think this. But I saw somewhere the other day, uh, and I kind of believe – I kind of think it may be true. I could see the Raiders taking Will Levis here. To me, that makes a lot of sense. To I mean, try they to do battle Jimmy it out with Garoppolo. Jimmy G. Yeah, they do have Jimmy Garoppolo. But, I mean, I'm not saying – I don't think Will Levis will be a long-term play at quarterback, but they're no. going to start looking at quarterbacks as potential options to, to fill that. So I think yeah. that makes a lot of sense. I actually went back and forth between those two, but I dropped Will Levis down. So Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, he's a prototype quarterback standing at 6'4". He's 230. He has a great frame. Uh, he honestly looks like a linebacker, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely has the strongest arm in the draft, uh, and it's the only thing is he played at Kentucky, which and he struggled with decision making at Kentucky. Uh, his he doesn't have the best mobility, and also some of his mechanics are pretty raw. So because I don't have Will Levis going in, I'm gonna just spoil it. I don't even have him going top sixteen because that that's what we're Ooh. doing. We're doing the top sixteen. You know, do you know it's what that fair. means? That means he will probably be the best quarterback from this draft because that's how it works. The first you don't expect. Actually, yeah. But, uh, you know, we already talked about Will Anderson, so I won't talk about my pick too much. But I just think at seven, you can't pass the talent. No, you can't. Absolutely yeah. not. Uh, which brings us to pick eight. number eight with the Falcons. I have them taking defensive end from Texas Tech, Tyree Ooh. Wilson. That's funny. This is where you start to see the difference because I have him going three to the Cardinals. Yep. That's kind of funny. Um. I have the Falcons, and you know what? You can call this crazy. I don't even know if it makes sense for the Falcons because they just took Drake London last year with their first-round pick. Who are you taking here? JSN from Ohio really? State. Oh, my gosh, he's so talented. Listen, if it wasn't for me okay. trying to, to debate fit, I would have had him going earlier because when you can stand out as a great talent, when you're playing alongside Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave like he did at Ohio State, um, not yet last year, but the year before last. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, I don't know. I, th- I think he's the most talented, has the most upside of any receiver in this draft. I've actually seen where he might not. I mean, some people don't even have him as the best wide receiver. That's fine. You can think what you want. I just I saw what Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave were able to do in the NFL this year, and I th- expect the exact same thing from Jason. So that's why I have him as my first receiver off the board at eight. That's Does it make fair. sense? I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't even know if it makes that much sense because they just took Drake London. But why not pair the two great receivers? You you look at what happened with Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, and uh, and uh, T Higgins. Now, granted, they have a uh, Joe Burrow. Definitely helps their case of being a good wide receiver pair. But you know what? Make your own. 
go ahead, Atlanta Falcons. Very fair. Um, moving on to number nine, uh, the Bears. I have the Bears taking defense, the defensive end from Clemson, Miles Murphy. Ooh, interesting. Very savvy, very versatile. Uh, he has a little bit of everything, and I think he, I think he, he can do well in the NFL. So I'm going to continue my uh, premium on these pass rushers. I'm going with Nolan Smith. Okay. The Bears. Very fair. Uh, he, from Georgia. Georgia breeds all kinds of talent at that university. I, I think what my favorite thing is, and maybe this is just my inner Madden player coming out, I don't know, but he is a fast linebacker. He covers space like you don't see very many linebackers do. So yeah. I think this is one of those where it's just like, hey, we can't afford not to have him. So I think that's where he goes. Number nine, Nolan Smith. Very fair. And number 10, the Eagles. I feel like uh, I think it's Bijan. Mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson goes here, the running back from Texas. That is so funny because I've looked at mock draft after mock draft, and they do not have him going there. Yet me and you both do. Right. It's kind of wild. Listen, no disrespect to Rashad Penny. He will not stay healthy this entire year. No, he won't. He's never stayed healthy an entire season of football. And the Eagles legitimately believe that they have a shot at winning the Super Bowl, which, I mean— I'm not saying they shouldn't. They do have a good shot at winning the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, they do. They were very close to winning the past one. So they have not addressed running back yet. I think this is where they do it. You're paying a premium price, but I believe he's the best. I mean, I don't even have to say I, I believe. He is the best running back product in this No, he's draft. the best running back in this uh, draft. He, uh, honestly, he looks like one of the better ones in the last couple of years. So, Absolutely. You know, I know play running backs start to fall back because, you know, they only have so long. But I, I think they are going to say, hey, we are going to win the Super Bowl this year. We're going to go ahead and take Robinson from Texas. Yeah, he he's has great size, great speed. Uh, I, uh, his best attribute that seems to be the common uh, theme with him is his relentlessness mm-hmm. and what he'll do to fight for extra yards and make plays. Uh, I think he'll be very good at uh, at playing that level, playing at the next level, especially with the Eagles and the offense. Oh yeah, and I'm just like, this is kind of what makes me think that this could be a scary pairing. His name about Miles Sanders, and now Miles Sanders is a really good running back, mm-hmm. but that offensive line is talented. They have the threat of Jalen Hurts. They still have AJ Brown, Devonta Smith. I just think that that offense could be even better this year if they, if they go this route. I think they 100%. could be better. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. But I like Robinson to the Eagles. It's kind of wild because I haven't seen a mock draft with that, but we yeah. match there. Uh, number 11, the Titans. I have them taking offensive tackle Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern University. Very, very interesting. Uh, I'll get to you in a second. Uh, I agree that – not with, I mean, yeah, I don't disagree with your pick, but I do think the Titans go O line here. Theirs was not very good last year. Honestly, if their O line was better, they would have made the playoffs. I mean, it was really the slow start that killed them in the. But I have them uh, going with the offensive tackle from Ohio State, Paris Johnson Jr. That yeah, that's very fair. That makes sense. I think mean, we both a lot uh, both agree they go O lineman here. So yeah, uh, just think that makes sense. One hundred percent. At number 12, I feel like we both have a wide receiver here. But I'll be we correct. do. Okay. And actually, I went back and forth between an O-lineman because they do need help there. But I I, the also, best one I see is a tackle. So I was like, let's go with the receiver. I went back and forth between various wide receivers here. Ooh, sure. Uh, I ended up settling on the Texans taking wide receiver Quentin Johnson from TCU. Honestly, 
makes sense. Uh, to me, Jason is the receiver you want, but I, you know, I think there'll be too year. many questions about his health. He from didn't last year. play last year, so I, I get that. You and don't, Quentin Johnson had a great year. You don't at TCU, right? When you take the first receiver off the board, to me, you don't want the question mark. So I, I understand. Uh, I yeah, I get that. Yeah, not great route runner. He great. has great, super athletic, great speed. Uh, he'll be able to make pretty good catches. He has long arms and a good leaping ability. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll be able to immediately help their offense and give their new quarterbacks one to pass to. No, I, I, I think that's right. And, <coughs> you know, again, I think this is a pick the Texans don't want to mess up. So that might be why I don't know about my pick. I mean, I got a good receiver going here. Probably should have gone the route you went there. I like that pick a lot. But I would say Flowers from Boston College. That's a very fair pick. You know. Uh, I think there's a couple of really good wide receivers in this draft. We'll see. Like, I'm not saying we have, like, last year where we have multiple receivers who just look like absolute studs out the uh-huh. gate. But I like to say Flowers, so. Yeah. that Those top four receivers, Quentin Johnson, uh, JSN, Zay Flowers, and Josh Downs, those are – that's a scary four. I like them. I like them. I definitely like them. If we can – Panthers, let's take Josh Downs at, at second round number we'll eight. Well, see, I was going to say, I've Please. seen all kinds of – you know, I've seen all kinds of mock drafts where these receivers go all over the board. So, I mean, if one of those four are there, we have to take them. Yeah, you I have think to so. take them. I think so. Um, moving on to number thirteen, the, the Jets. Jets. I have t- I have the Jets taking an offensive lineman that not many people have been talking about. The guy from Florida. He played three years at Louisiana. Played last year at Florida. Osiris Torrance, and here's why. Number one, he's huge. He's 6'5", 347. Mm. Uh, ridiculous strength. And as a, and this is something that a lot of people aren't talking about. As a four-year collegiate starter with over 3,000 snaps under his belt, he has never given up a single sack on the quarterback in his entire career. Hey, so, you know, we didn't – we shared a couple of picks. And, like, when Seth was reading about his – you know, he was going through his bio and everything, he read that. I was like – Holy cow! That three thousand snaps. That is and not a single sack. That is wild. So obviously, I haven't known everyone he's taking because I just he he could not wait to share that, and I honestly like that caught me off guard. I wanted to stay honest. I get that that is crazy, and honestly, like I have to say, shame on me because if we were gonna go like all the way to thirty, I'd have him as a late first rounder. I mean, you read that. Obviously, you do all kinds of other stuff, but that seems like a good talent. I cannot argue with that. Uh, I actually went and copied, what was it, your eleventh uh, overall pick? I just swapped them, put them here at thirteen. So, oh, Peter Skaronski. Oh, yeah. Sorry, probably should have said the name. That's from fair. Northwestern. Yeah, that's where I have him going. Moving on to number fourteenth pick for the Patriots. I think we agreed on this one. Yeah, we did. That's kind of funny. Yeah, at number fourteen, we have the Patriots taking cornerback Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. Kid's a stud. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I think he's a really good fit. For the Patriots, uh, I, you know, I, I think they could use some more cornerback depth. Mm-hmm. They seem to always be producing good cornerback talent, so I think it's a good fit for him, a good fit for the team. I like him going there. Ridiculously speedy athlete, yep. great instincts, good technique as a as a D back, which is very important. He can track the ball well. And he's a good tackler. He's a great tackler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on to number fifteen, the Packers. I have them taking, and I think I may have put this guy a little too high, but I was going more for team need here. I get you. Uh, I have them taking safety Brian Branch from Alabama. 
great in zone coverage, pretty good in man coverage. Hmm. He he can do he he has a great understanding of routes and he'll be able to get in there, uh, defend well and be able to even get inside and maybe make some plays in the backfield. I know. See, this is one of those. The, the Packers are, uh, to me, a little bit tough of a team to do exactly because, like you said, they have team needs, but they haven't traded Aaron Rodgers yet. That is very That's fair. That's a trade we're expecting to go through. Like, maybe they have that 13th pick, and this pick looks completely different. But That's fair. Like I said, we are doing right they got right now, so I'm assuming that maybe they get two future first-round picks for, like, maybe the next two years drafts or something. We're just assuming that they haven't made any. So I'm looking at the team. And they just lost Robert Tunyon. You can probably see as soon as I said tight end, you probably know exactly I think I know where I'm who you're going. Talking about. I'm going with Dalton Kincaid. Or really? Okay. And this is. This I is, thought you were going with Matthew Mayer. No, you know that's fair. But 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 and see, this is the thing, right? Because some teams value what they did in person, like in those personal interviews when they worked out for the team. Some of those teams value that. Some of the other, you know, some teams want to look just at what they did in college. So, honestly, I don't know which way the Packers lean, but they have been reported that there was an NFL scout that was saying, this guy reminds me so much of George Kittle. And, I mean, George Kittle's been terrific in the yeah. NFL, so I think if they get the chance to to give Jordan Love a George Kittle-type player, and, you know, not trying to put that expectation on Dalton his first year in the NFL, but I'm just saying, I think it makes a lot of sense. So, we'll see. I'm going with uh, Dalton. From Utah, tight end from Utah. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I, That's not doing? where I thought you were going when you said tight end. Yeah, sorry. I, I think I honestly think he's kind of been a little bit more on the rise as of recently because, like I said, he is a fast tight end. Now, where he needs to improve is his blocking. Mm-hmm. I don't think his blocking is on the scale that even the um, the Packers would like because if you remember, they had Mercedes Lewis there for years, who was literally just a blocking tight end. But I think he has the offensive ability that the Packers will want and honestly need because their offense is not going to – I mean, their offense wasn't great last year, and I would imagine it will be worse this year. So I like the pick for him. Absolutely. Uh, And finally, with our last pick at number 16, uh, I'm going to take the cornerback from uh, Georgia. I think it's – It's a good pick. Just Georgia. Keely Ringo? All right. Ring, ring. His last name is Ringo. I think it's Keely Ringo. It's either uh, Kali or Keely Ringo. Yeah, it should be fine either way. <laughs> uh, he's great in man coverage, great in zone coverage, he, very versatile DB. Uh, he may need a little bit of time to develop, but, I mean, they don't have that many great DBs, to be honest. No, no, no. That's a that's definitely a fit play. I yeah, guess. so I, I, I mean, I think he'll play automatically either way. No, I like it. I like it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Washington Commanders coming up. Okay, so I do have to say, I haven't had Will Levis coming off the board yet, and I really considered him here. I did too, but I think they're going to give Sam Howell a year to try it. This try. is my this is my philosophy on the Commanders. I think the Commanders are also going to give, which they have Jacoby Brissett now. True. But I think they're going to give Sam Howell a shot, and they're like, oh, well, if we are awful next year, we can go try and grab a really talented quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is your shot, dude. Uh, if you're awful, I'm. We're not even worried about it because you were a fifth round pick. We're gonna go get a really good quarterback next year. So I don't think they're gonna. Well, try. they have Caleb Williams, Drake May. Right. I mean, you want one of those two. So I don't even think over to me over Will Levis any day of the week. So I don't even think they're gonna bother with the quarterback here. No. 
And I think they're going to go with – and I really thought about a corner because they do need help there. But I was like, you know what, let's just go with the – protect the O-line. So they, I'm have them going with Darnell Wright from the tackle from Tennessee. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, that's our 16 picks. Yeah, you can let us know how uh, horrible, you know, if you agree with every pick or you think all of them were awful, let us know in the comments. I think all of our picks are de- at least respectable. At least respectable for sure. We'll see. Did we probably get most of them wrong? Probably. Yeah, yeah most probably. likely. Yeah. But – if we didn't. But you know what the thing is? We had so much – like, we had a couple – we had probably five or six picks that were the exact same, but we had so many that were different that surely one of us will be right. I hope so. <laughs> and Panthers, this is our final plea to you. CJ Stroud, please. Please. It's a, there's a very clear answer here. Just take him. Yeah. Please. Please. I think they will. I think they will. Please. And and all, like we said earlier, we don't want to spend too much time talking on the Panthers because obviously we're Panthers fans. We have to just talk about our opinions for just a second. Thankfully, they are very relevant in the news right now, so we get yeah. the opportunity to. But uh, you did all of that. Like th- I'm not lying. All of this work this offseason. Right. Great work. They did in free agency, but we have set ourselves up where we have to get this right. I don't want to be mean, but like we will be back multiple years if we mess this up really badly, unless we somehow pick up a great or trade for a great quarterback. So you need to get this right, please. Go CJ Stroud. And I'm just gonna go CJ Stroud. Honestly, I would be disappointed, but I wouldn't be incredibly upset if they took Bryce Young. But if they took anyone else besides those two players, uh, I'm entering the transfer portal for 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 <laughs> NFL uh, for uh, being. Yeah, NFL for fans. NFL fans. Yeah, Thank no, you. I got you. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Instant transfer portal. They're definitely going to go with one of the two. I hope it's C.J. Stroud. I please, think Bryce Young is talented. God. I just, there's question marks. and There's too many question marks. You know what, number one having Bryce question Young. marks. <laughs> there, there's all of the question marks of Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud doesn't have right i like I, we both want stroud i think we can say that a hundred yeah. more times i think everybody <laughs> yeah I think we, we want cj stroud <laughs> cj stroud <laughs> all right anything else before we sign uh, off i don't think so all right great i'm a uh, shout out a couple things real quick just to remind you uh you can follow us on instagram and tiktok at let the play develop pod on twitter you can search let the play develop or at ltpd pod uh if you're watching on youtube sorry our camera died um who's <laughs> fault with that it's mine. No, I'm just kidding. We won't put you under the bus. We'll blame Nate. It was Nate. That's it was why he's Nate's not here. fault. That's yeah, why he's he not here. Show his face. Exactly. <laughs> why did you not charge my camera battery, Nate? Yeah, shame on you. And uh, and if you're listening on streaming platforms, thank you so much. We very much appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you can find us on all of the streaming platforms that we said at the beginning of the episode: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever the heck Deezer is. Uh, <laughs> maybe even of- SoundCloud. I don't know to be honest. <laughs> But, uh, YouTube music, why not? YouTube music. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for joining us today. We'll see you next week. Anything else? That's all. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.